everybody welcome to the show you know where you are the nine and nine with me tigo and today is that special day when we get to talk about sports and if you know me at all you know i love me some sports i really really do today cecil harris is here and he's going to talk about things that i want to know how to break into sports media hmm, this is going to be fun sit right there we'll be right back Yep, you heard me right. We're going to talk about two of the top five things I love, sports and media. Because our buddy, our sports expert, our media expert, he's here. Cecil, are you out there? I'm here, Tigo. Great to be with you. Great to have you here, man. You've been in sports media for, you know, at least six or seven months, right? <laughs> Decades. <laughs> <laughs> Decades. I mean, you've written, guys, if you want to know more, go back and look at his interview that we did a couple of months ago because we went deep. <laughs> But today, we, you know, we only got nine minutes, and we want to give him a chance to talk about breaking into sports media. But he is an author. Go ahead and tell people what your books are and just share a little bit. Y'all will have to go look it up after that. Go ahead, Cecil. Well, I've written four books. My most recent is Different Strokes, Serena, Venus, and the Unfinished Black Tennis Revolution on the tennis legends Venus and Serena Williams. My third book was Charging the Net, A History of Blacks in Tennis from Althea Gibson and Arthur Ashe to the Williams Sisters. My second book was on baseball, Call the Yankees My Daddy. I grew up in New York, a Yankees fan. Then I became a Yankees beat writer for Gannett. And it's a whole different experience if you're actually covering the team you rooted for as a boy. And my first book was on hockey because I covered the Carolina Hurricanes. We're still going in the Stanley Cup playoffs, by the way. But I, I covered them in Raleigh. And I, as a black hockey writer, I was in a distinct minority. But then I would see black players and we would share stories. And my first book is what breaking the ice, the black experience in professional hockey. And it's still a book wow. that a lot of people in the hockey world rely upon because it was the first one written on specific, specifically blacks in hockey. You know, it's funny you say that because when you and I met a few months back and you told me about that book and I was like, I've been to several, you know, hockey matches over the years and, you know, and I love going. I can't, I don't watch it on TV. For some reason, I just can't. But in person, I love hockey in person and I never saw a black reporter. So when you said that, I was like, wait a minute, what? You know, <laughs> you did what, when? So it's very, very surprising that you told me that and, and that's awesome. But how did you get into this? How does somebody who wants to be like myself, wants to be a sports reporter. How do you do that? Well, what do you call You know, fortunately, there's not just one way to do it. Um, I'm big on internships. When I was at Fordham University, I had an internship one summer at Scholastic, the children's book publisher responsible for the Harry Potter series. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. met a lot of great people, but I knew that at the end of the internship, children's book publishing wasn't for me. So the next year I had an internship at a newspaper, Gannett Newspapers in New York, and I loved it. And they would send me out occasionally to cover stories at New York Jets camp, New York Giants camp, uh, uh, a, a soccer match, uh, a baseball game. That's great experience. Um, so I, I'm big on internships. But if that's not available to you, and let's say you're of school age and you're at a high school that doesn't have a newspaper, make sure you pick a college that does. Make sure you have a pick a college that has a radio station so you can get that experience and work with professors who are usually media people themselves who have done it in the past and now they're teaching it. But if that doesn't quite work out, every city has local teams, whether they're collegiate or pro, and the colleges have sports information directors. You can get in there and volunteer your time, learn the ropes, and basically work your way up from there. If it's a pro team, the media relations director, if you if there's not an opportunity for you to do something part-time through the team, volunteer if you can, if that if you can afford to do that and learn the ropes. But there's another good way to break into sports media, Tigo, that a lot of people overlook. Um, All right. Ticket sales, because every team's looking for people who can sell tickets, whether it's a pro team or a college team. And if you're good at ticket sales, you'll be able to stay within that organization and work your way into an opportunity where you can write, broadcast, do a combination of both. But ticket sales is a good way to get in the door with with, uh, a sports team. Okay, so how do you get in the door with ticket sales? Like, this is the first time I'm hearing it, especially for a pro team. How do you break in the door for ticket sales? Well, I mean, every team has a director of marketing. They may actually have, if it's a big franchise, like, say, the New York Yankees, a director of ticket sales. You can contact that person and see if you can get an opportunity to sell, to be on the marketing side of things. That gets your foot in the door. That gets you around the team. You know, for it's like a seven o'clock game. You're usually there in the morning, if not the afternoon, and you're working straight through the game. And if they see that you're willing to do that, willing to put in the time, then when opportunities arise to do something else, maybe to move to the side of writing for the team's website, for example, uh, writing if it's a college, the the yearbooks, the brochures, the game programs, someone has to write those things. If it comes to shooting the games. Mm-hmm. You get those opportunities if you're already there. So contact the director of marketing or the director of ticket sales to get your foot in the door and then see wow. what else you like once you're there. A lot of people will say, oh, I want to be a broadcaster. And a lot of people do want to be a broadcaster. But you notice that more and more athletes are getting those yeah. opportunities. I mean, Tom Brady has this huge deal with Fox waiting for him when he retires. We don't even know if Tom Brady's a good broadcaster. Right. The name. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we don't even know. So what about nowadays? I mean, right now you're on my show. There are so many, you know, talk shows out there. There are podcasts out there. There's blogs out there. How do those get validated as legitimate media to be able to cover like a sports event? I think teams that don't accept don't give press credentials, let's say media credentials, the bloggers are missing the boat. I noticed that the U.S. Open tennis tournament that's here in New York every year, they're taking in more people who do tennis blogs based on the number of followers. 
So, I mean, anyone can start a blog, anyone can start a podcast, but if you build your audience and you show them that you have loyal readers, loyal viewers, then it's it's incumbent upon them to let you in, to give you press credentials because you're expanding, the teams will be expanding their reach, bringing more people in who maybe don't follow the team or don't get that inside information where you would have access to interview the players, the coaches, the officials, and that enhances your blog or podcast. That also enhances the fan base of the team. It's really short-sighted of people to say, oh, only print media, because Mm. podcasts are becoming extremely popular, and it's going to continue to be that way. Yeah, definitely. Start a blog if you don't already have one. But if you don't have a blog yet, contribute to other people's blogs. Ask if you can write guest posts on those blogs. And make comments. If you're consistently making comments, then Mm. you get your name out there. And I don't want to delve too much into politics, but I just want to give this example. Sean Hannity has been doing a talk show on Fox for the past 25 years. He started as a caller of radio shows, and he calls so often. They said, hey, you know, have you ever considered hosting a show? That's how he got started. He was, wow. in, the constru- he was in the construction business. He was not in media. Wow. And on that note, I know we're going to get cut off here in a second. I want to thank you so much for all that information condensed into nine short minutes. You are amazing, sir. I can't wait to see what we're going to talk about next month. You are the best. Thank you, Katigo. Thank you for inviting me. Hey, everybody. Now, if you want to reach Cecil, you know what to do. Go to TigoDirect.com, type in Cecil, type in sports media, type in sports. He's going to come up, send him a private message. He'll get it in his inbox. It'll say it came from Tigo Direct, and he'll reply right back to you. I know he would because he's a great guy. All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you took great notes. If not, go back and watch it again. It's only nine minutes. And as always, I'm Tigo. I'll talk to you next time.